freedom fighters, freedom lovers, and those who just want stuff for free. Greetings and hello. It is I, your favorite obscure social studies teacher, with just enough expertise to make things interesting, Mr. Palumbo, and this is the Professor Liberty Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I always appreciate it. I really do. You know, there's some important milestones coming up for the Professor Liberty Podcast. We're nearing the 100th episode. This episode will be number 94, so we're getting close. And we're getting really close to almost 10,000 downloads. Currently, we have 9,817. Yep, that's pretty neat. If you ask me, I mean, I know you didn't ask me, but if you were to ask me, I would tell you how cool it is and how awesome I think it is. And I really appreciate everyone who takes time out of their busy schedule to listen to some guy ramble on a podcast, especially with all the different podcasts out there. We're talking, what, hundreds of thousands of podcasts, but you chose to listen to the Professor Liberty podcast. The email to the show is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. That's professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. Send me your ideas, your questions, your moments of outrage, your criticism because you watch something on YouTube that refutes what I say. Whatever. Send it to Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Alrighty, on to the show. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, huh? I mean, we've got communist spy balloons going across America. What is this, 1959? Is this Sputnik all over again? Well, it's clearly not 1959 or, you know, for obvious reasons. But one in particular is back in 1959, Democrat presidents actually, you know, fought against communism. Today's ilk seems to embrace it more than fight against it. Maybe that's why old Joe decided to let the balloon fly across a third of the United States before shooting it down. Who knows? What else is going on in the world? Oh, yeah, the Ukraine thing still happening. I think we're up to nearly $100 billion sent to new, sent to Ukraine for military and other type of aid. Eggs. Eggs are about $10 a dozen. And the federal government wants to fight global warming by banning gas stoves. Man, I mean, did I miss anything? What a crazy world we live in. And this is kind of related to the topic I want to discuss today. Uh, for the official, this is the official Motivational Monday. Man, these Motivational Mondays, you know, they used to just flow like water in the beginning, in the beginning years of the podcast, right? But that was when all the material was in my head and, you know, now we're going on year, what is this, year three? And, uh, you know, plus with the lockdown, I had all that plenty of time on my hands. Ah, the lockdown. We will never get an apology for that doozy, will we? Probably not. Every time I think of the lockdown, you know, obviously there's the there's the human toll and, and obviously that is a tragedy. But I always think of all those business people that opened. Say you saved all that money and in 2020 you started your small business only for the state to come in and say, eh, you need to shut down. What about rent? What about supplies? What about production? What about, eh, well, it's for the greater good. 14 days to stop the spread. 
this is all going somewhere, folks. Okay, this is all going somewhere. Today's show is called Stop the Doom Scrolling. And we're going to get into this topic of the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, doom scrolling, and something I'm calling the death loop. (laughs) So basically, it's a very positive show. Doesn't it sound like it, folks? So let me tell you a story that happened in class. This was maybe two weeks ago. And it was this uh, thing that happened that kind of, you know, started the genesis of this episode, kind of created the germ which would become the episode you're listening to today. So uh, it, at school, sixth period, I have U.S. history. Now, my sixth period U.S. history class is a motley crew. It's a small class, all quiet kids. There's one student that is talkative if she shows up to class. And, you know, she's definitely got the goth vibe going. She's got the black hair partially covering her face, black clothes. You know, I think she wears a pentagram, black makeup. She draws scary pictures on her notes. That's just a little glimpse of her personality. We actually get along quite well. But the other day, I she came in and I noticed right away, because it's pretty obvious, she didn't have her phone. They all have their phones, boys and girls. I spend most of my time trying to keep them off their phones, also related to the show today. She was just sitting at her desk, slouched over, staring into the void. So I asked her, I said, where's your phone? And she said she didn't have it. And then she said something that surprised me. She said she was angry at her phone or something like she hated her phone. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, the phone is sucking my life away. In fact, she said, I'm tired of scrolling into the nothingness. The reason I know that is because I put that quote on the board in my class. It's still on my board. I even cited her as the uh, origin of the quote. She didn't like that I put her name on the board, so she erased her name. Interestingly enough, though, she kept the quote on the board. This led me to another story when I was discussing with some friends the overuse of social media, you know, regarding the family structure. And how much time we waste on our phones. And one friend shared a term that I never heard before. He said, yeah, it's called doom scrolling. And I never heard that, so I had to look it up. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, doom scrolling is, quote, doom scrolling or doom surfing are new terms referring to the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news even though that news is saddening, disheartening, or depressing, unquote. Merriam-Webster goes on to cite COVID-19 as a common theme people tend to, quote, doom scroll. On the website, it says, quote, many people are finding themselves continuously reading bad news about COVID-19 without the ability to stop or step back. During, and this is still from the article, during times of crisis and uncertainty, some of us pay more attention to the news looking for answers. And this might not surprise you, but we have to say a lot of the news is bad. And yet we keep scrolling, we keep reading article after article, unable to turn away from the information that is depressing us. Unquote. I guess this phenomenon 
known as doom scrolling and its terrible effects is actually nothing new. Before doom scrolling, we had something called mean planet syndrome. And I'm going to get this name messed up. Mesfin Betaluk, a research scientist at the Lee Kum Sarago Center for Health and Happiness at Harvard, says, quote, since the 1970s, we know of the mean world syndrome, the belief that the world is more dangerous than it actually is. And this is a result of long-term exposure to violence-related content on television, unquote. Betaluk also says, quote, so doom scrolling can lead to the same long-term effects on mental health unless we mount interventions and address user behavior and guides uh, and guide the design of social media platforms in a way that improves mental health and well-being. You guys, as I was researching for this episode, I couldn't help but think, no wonder most of my students, people 16 and under, 17 and under, 18 and under, no wonder this is so, their anxiety is so rampant. Mental health is so rampant. They doom scroll their whole lives. They've probably been doom scrolling since whenever they got a phone. So let's say 8, 9, 10, if we're being conservative, some, some parents give their kids screens when they're two. Imagine the mental effects of that. So think about our world today. Basically, we have 24-7 internet. We have 24-7 television. We've got 24-7 news. I'm looking at you, Fox, and I'm looking at you, CNN. And yet, we should ask ourselves, as humans, were we ever supposed to know every bad thing that was happening across the world in real time? Now, I'm no psychologist, but my safe assumption is no. In an article entitled, and this, this title is a doozy, I feel like I'm reading a 19th century novel. In an article entitled, Dealing with Anxiety and Stress in the Age of the 24-7 News Cycle, Eric Patterson writes, whether it's the coronavirus, political divisiveness, threats of terrorism or mass shootings in malls, churches, or schools, it seems like there's always something to worry about. You may not be immediately affected by these issues, but constant exposure to 24-hour news and social media, which is often heavily skewed towards the negative, can have adverse influence on your mental health and overall well-being. He goes on to say, Today's news is also influenced by user-generated content, UCG. This includes images and videos that may depict graphic violence or other disturbing content, which in the past would have been deemed too shocking or inappropriate for the public, and it would have been consequently withheld. Today, this type of content is sought after by the news media and all too easy to see online, even by those who don't specifically seek it out. So that means, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, even if you're innocently web surfing, this stuff is going to find you. He goes on to say, when coverage isn't especially graphic or disturbing, the constant flow of anxiety-inducing topics can have a significant impact. 
We have access to more information than ever before. But all that information reportedly has made Americans feeling the stress. In fact, and this is still him, more than 60% of Americans find the country's future to be significantly a source of stress and strain for them. And almost as many believe this is the lowest point in American history, unquote. Well, heck, if you're watching CNN back when Trump was president, you would have thought Satan himself was president. Remember all those talking heads talking about World War III and Trump's going to get us into a war. Hmm, who's in a war right now? I digress. Anyway, so why are so many people anxious today? Why are so many people experiencing mental illness today? Why are people filled with anger, rage, despair? Well, maybe it's because we are on a daily basis, monthly basis, yearly basis, doom scrolling, consuming negative information all the time. Don't you think that's going to have an impact on your mental health? Now, from personal experience, I consider doom scrolling endless consuming of mindless content. I get stuck in these uh, death loops, and I'll get to that term in a minute, of just watching mindless videos. They, 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 don't, they don't add to my life one bit. And you can spend hours wasting your time. I could have used that time to do something constructive. I could have spent time with my kids. You know, your kids are only young for a certain amount of time, and then they grow, and then they leave. How much time have I wasted doing that? I could have been playing catch with Jake. I could have been doing a board game with my kids, go for a walk, read a book. I could research for a podcast. I mean, there's countless other things I could have done instead of glaring mindlessly on video clip after video clip after video clip after silly meme after silly meme. And, you know, what's funny, because it's not surprising... What's funny is I only really notice my doom scrolling after I notice other people in my family doom scrolling. Yeah, big surprise, right? So I really don't notice me wasting my time until I kind of look up from my, you know, my idol, my screen god, and I look up and I, oh, what's going on? What time is it? And everyone else is doom scrolling. But while I struggle with endless scrolling on Facebook, you know, or, or Pinterest or whatever, which is really the only social platforms I use, I've been able to free myself from the death loop of consuming 24-7 media. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. I remember the day all too well. It was January 6, 2021. You guys might remember that date. Ah, yes. The date that the liberals consider the most infamous day in American history. The insurrection. Remember that? I think after that day, with the contested election, with COVID, with the lockdowns, with now this riot on Capitol Hill, I was just done. I decided to stop watching the news. And that was two years ago. Now, I still get glimpses of whatever the newest outrage is. I'm still, you know, I'm still exposed to it. You know, I might read a little here. Everything's taken with a grain of salt now. Or I just completely ignore it. And I have to say, my anxiety, my anger, my worry have all gone down. Sure, they spring up here and there. And I constantly remind myself not to be concerned with the things that I can't control. 
It's funny now, though, because my wife, who's at home, she retired from the Air Force after 21 years. So she's home now and taking care of the kids in the house. She even catches herself being caught with the latest news break. The breaking news. And I'll get home and she'll go, did you hear? Did you see? And I'm sure, you know, we're not immune to that stuff. I still feel disgusted. I still get indignant. You know, what our leaders are doing, where our country's going, it's easy to get discouraged. But I refuse to get bent out of shape about it. I can only control what I can control. And I'll tell you what, guys, if you free yourself, it, it, you just feel way better. You have to free ourselves from this thing called the death loop. Now, let me explain. Those of us who are older remember when a record would skip, right? It would say the same thing, and then it would make a noise, and then it would say the same thing, and then it would make a noise, and it would skip, right? And then it would say the same thing. That's a loop. Younger folks listening to this podcast, a loop is, maybe you're familiar with video editing. A loop is something that goes in a circle. It, that's what makes it a loop, right? Once it reaches the end of its play, it goes back to the beginning, and it just makes a constant loop. Well, we have these things called death loops. You see, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're all being played. This is a giant show on our little screens, and we're all playing our part. We're in a death loop, especially when it becomes politics, which has become a sporting event. You've got the red Republicans, and you've got the blue Democrats, and the media keeps us spun up and angry at each other. Think about it. Once one controversy begins to die down, a new one is manufactured, and both sides go at it again for a week. All the while, the government grows, tyranny is on the move, our lives get worse, our savings goes down, the economy is, you know, we're more poorer health-wise and economic-wise than our grandparents, but we don't pay attention because we're stuck in the death loop. Well, how do we get out of these death loops? How do we do that? Well, first and foremost, we have to recognize that we're being manipulated. That's number one. I remember posting on the Facebook page, and if you don't follow Professor Liberty, the Facebook page, please do so. I remember posting, uh, if you become angry watching the news, you're being manipulated. And that's true. Think about it. When you say you've spent an hour on a screen, TV or phone, doesn't matter. If you're mad, sad, depressed, anxious, worried, after that hour, you have been manipulated. And that's what I realized I was being manipulated. And I decided not to participate anymore. And at least regards to the mainstream media consumption. If you're constantly angry, you got to find out what's triggering you. I bet a lot of it is what you're consuming. You know, the Bible says that the eyes are the lamp of the body. So what you consume with your eyes goes into your mind, it goes into your heart, and it weighs you down. So that's number one. Realize you're being manipulated and refuse to be manipulated into the future. Get out of there. Unplug. Worry about only the things you can control your family, your job, your realm of influence. Put the news down. I guarantee you this, go one week. It, you won't miss anything. 
The world, don't worry, you're not going to miss the end of the world. You will participate in that. So you don't need the news for that. In fact, you'll begin to notice once you get out of this death loop that you didn't miss anything. It could have been days or weeks or months and they're still talking about the same crap. And there's a death loop for everything. I mean, sports, politics, news, controversies, you know, conspiracies, you name it. One subject that I caught myself getting involved with was the toxicity of our food. And I had to try to like get away from that because all this crap in our food, right? And, and the government allows all these chemicals and okay, well then we're trying to make good decisions, but I can't get caught up in that death loop where the next thing you know, I'm eating what I'm like eating like organic grass fed beef from the North side of Japan. That's the only time I'm going to, you know, you can get caught up in these things. And that's the second part of how we get out of these death loops. So the first part was realize you're being manipulated. The second part is worry about what you can control. Um, There's a great, I mean, it's a fantastic Marcus Aurelius quote, and it kind of relates to this topic. He asked a question, why feel anger at the world as if it would notice? What a profound question. Think about that. Why do we get so worked up as if our outrage is going to change things. Now, don't get me wrong. Outrage has led to reforms and revolutions. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people allowing the news, allowing the propaganda to influence their daily lives. And they're sick with anger, fear, depression, rage, because they're caught in the death loop. People aren't sleeping, suffering from insomnia, because they're doom scrolling until the early morning hours. And what does Marcus Aurelius's question, which is really a rhetorical question, point out? All that rage, depression, anxiety is for nothing. The world is what it is. People are evil. There's greed. There's injustice. There's you name it. And maybe you think to yourself, well, uh, Mr. Palumbo, I don't follow politics. Hey, there's a giant death loop in sports, professional sports. And I once too was caught up in that terrible loop. Being angry after my team lost, depressed even, checking scores at church or in a meeting when I should be paying attention, referring to my team as us or we as if I was one of the team, having my whole day wrecked and mistreating my family because my team lost. Man, I look back at those times with remorse. What a waste of time and energy that was. Finally, third, you got to set limits and unplug. You know, I was talking to my daughter and she said her friend, her friends always think she's innocent and sheltered. And she said that she doesn't know all the current lingo and slang and she doesn't know all the cultural references. And I told her that's probably simply because we don't watch TV. We don't consume what the rest of society is consuming. I mean, we watch TV, but we don't watch all the shows everyone else is watching. And so probably we're coming off as a little weird or different. We also set constant limits on our screen time. We don't have phones at the dinner table. When we go out to eat at the table, we don't have phones. You know, we we don't watch overly gory or violent or profane content as a family. And as we know, as I mentioned before, that stuff that stuff has an effect on your mental state. Now look, I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys. It's a constant battle, setting limits, unplugging. But if you ever, if you followed this podcast at any length of time, you know, we don't preach giving up no matter how difficult the challenge. So start today, 
Set limits. Unplug. If you catch yourself falling back into your old doom-scrolling habits, as soon as you catch yourself, stop. Put your phone down. Grab the football. Go play with your son. Go play with your daughter. Talk with your wife. Go play catch. Play a board game. Put your phone on the other side of the house. Turn off the TV. In closing, I want to leave you with a something from an author. Her name is Angela Watercutter. Kind of a cool name. She writes for Wired.com, and she wrote, quote, Doom scrolling will never stop the doom itself. Feeling informed can be a slave, but feeling overwhelmed by tragedy serves no purpose. The current year, and she was writing this in 2020, so she's referring to 2020. She says the current year is nothing if not a marathon. Trying to sprint to the end of one's feed will only cause burnout and a decline in mental health among the people whose level-headedness is needed the most. That means you. Amidst all the pain, isolation, and destruction of the past six months, it's not worth it to add to the strain with two hours of excessive Twitter every night. There you have it, folks. We're caught in a death loop. How do we get out of doing it? How do we get out of the doom scrolling? We, number one, realize we're being manipulated and refuse to play the game. Number two, focus on what you can control. Be a positive influence on those in your realm of influence. And three, set limits and unplug. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating. You can also check me out on Teachers Pay Teachers if you'd like to look at my assignments and my activities and my worksheets that you can use at home for homeschooling. Also check out ProfessorLiberty.com for blog articles, the podcast, and even free lessons. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.